We'll begin the Gemara today at the bottom of Daf Samachalaf Amid Beis, where it says, Beishama Yaimrim. So in the Mishnah there was a Machlaikis, Beishama Yaimrim Shnei Zacharim. To fulfill the mitzvah of Peri Viribia, Beishama says, with two Zacharim, two boys, you fulfill the mitzvah. And Beisilo says, a Zacharim and a Keva. So the Gemara, Maitamai, the Beishama, what's the reason, what's the source of Beishama, Yafina Mi Maisha? They learn out from what it says by Maisha. Chsev, Bnei Maisha, Gershim Veliyazah. Moshe had two sons, Gershom and Eliezer, and after that, he separated from his wife. So we see that he fulfilled the mitzvah of Peri with two boys. And Bezil learns from when the Abisha created the world, the Abisha created Adam and Chava, like in the Mishnah, the Prasad was bought, brought, Zachar and Akeva Bram. So from there we see that that's the fulfillment of Peri Why doesn't Beishamai learn from what the Abishta himself did when he created the world with Zachar and Akeva, Adam and Chava? Answers the Gemara, Ein Donin, Efsher, Mishii Efsher. We don't learn out a case of Efsher where it's possible to fulfill the mitzvah just with two Zacharim from a case from when Abishta creates the world where Abishta creates Adam and Chava. As Rashi explains, if Hashem wouldn't create the world with Adam and Chava, so then there would be no other children ever born in the world. But now, afterwards, when there are many Nekevis in the world, so if a person gives birth to two Zacharim, so they'll find who to marry, and therefore you can fulfill the mitzvah even with two Zacharim. And according to Moshe, why don't they learn from Moshe that after he had two Zacharim, he separated from his wife? So they'll answer you, Moshe midaita yudavid. What Moshe did, he did from his on his own. It's not that Abishah commanded him to separate from his wife, and he, the reason he did it is because he was communicating with the Abishah with the, with the Shechina, and therefore another person that doesn't have this reason that Moshe Rabbeinu had is not allowed to do this. He still will have to have a zacher and a keva. So where do we see that Moshe did this midaita? The Tanya we learned in Abraisa. Shloishidvarim also Moshe midaita. There are three things that Moshe Rabbeinu did in his own decision. And what he did, the Abishta agreed to, to his decision. First is Pirish Manisha. He separated from, a wife, from, his, from his wife. The second is he broke the Luchais. And the third, And he added a day for the preparation to Matan So Pirish Manisha, when he separated from his wife, why did he do so? My Darash. What did he dash in that he decided to separate? Omar, he said as follows. If, when it comes to the Yidin, the Ebesheh speaks to them only once, temporarily. And the Kovalem's man, the Ebesheh gives them a set time when the Ebesheh is going to come speak to them. So Amra Teira, the Teira says, Al Tikshu Al Isha, that they should not be together with their wives, they should separate from their wives two days before or three days before. So Ani, Shemi Yuchad, Ledibor, so I, which have, I, I uh, connect to the Ebishter, and the Ebishter speaks to me every moment, all the time, and I never have a set time to know when the Ebishter is going to come to speak to me, so he can't prepare in advance to separate from his wife even one day to know that the Ebishter is coming to speak to him the next day. Allah has come of a so most definitely he has to separate from his wife. How do we know that his opinion, the Ebishter agreed to it as well? Because the Apostle says, The Ebishter says, Go tell the Yidin after Matan You can go back to your tents, which means back to be, to be together with your wives. But then the Ebishter says, But you, Meishe Rabbeinu, should stay here, separated from his wife. So we see that what he decided was also Hashem's opinion as well, that he should remain here. 
The second thing that he did was Shibir Es Aluchais. Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchais when he came down from Har Sinai after 40 days and the Yidin made the Egal and when he saw what happened he threw down the Luchais and broke them. So my Darash, what did he dash when he did this? Omar, he said as follows, Oma Pesach, Shu Echod, Mitzvis. If the carbon Pesach, which is only one out of 613 Mitzvis, Omar, the Teire says, that a Benechar, a guy, does not eat from the carbon Pesach. So, how much more so a Teire Kula, if it's the entire Teire that I have here, and the Yisrael Mumrim, and the Yidin are Mumrim, or the other Gersa that there is, is Mishumadim, that the Yidin all served of a Dezara, Allah has Kama Vekama, most definitely that they don't deserve to have this Teire. And what he did, Hashem, he, he was machavin to what Hashem's opinion was about this, because the Pasik says, Regarding what he did, Asha Shibarta, this is uh, the Abish system, Asha Shibarta means that Yashikhbamarishlokish explains what does the term of Asha Shibarta mean? Hashem says to Mesha, Yashikhbarta. That the Abish confirms and thanks him for this that he broke the Luchis. This is an Indian that the Rebbe spoke about more than once. What's the Abish thanking Mesha Rabbeinu for breaking the Luchis? And Rashi brings this at the end of the whole Chumash, Le'ene Kal Yisrael. So Rashi there says, it refers to this, that Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchais. Why does Rashi finish the whole Teiru with this? So the Rebbe explained, on one occasion, that here you see the tremendous love that Moshe Rabbeinu had for the Yidin, that he was ready to sacrifice the Teiru for the connection and the love for Yidin. Because Rashi says that the reason Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchais is in order to save Yidin. This is the marriage contract between the Yidin and the Eibishter. So if the marriage contract is broken, so therefore this will save Yidin. So Moshe Rabbeinu is ready to break the Teireh in order to save Yidin. And even which, which Yidin? Those Yidin that sinned by the Egal. That shows how strong Moshe Rabbeinu's love is for the Yidin. That's a true Rebbe, a true leader of the Yidin. And the Eibishter was masking to Moshe Rabbeinu. So the third thing is, Hosef Yoimechad Midaitai. Moshe Rabbeinu added another day as a preparation to Matan Teireh. My Dorash, why did he add another day? So he dashed as follows. The Pasik says, Vikidashtem Hayoimumachar. Should sanctify today and tomorrow to prepare for Matantaira. They were separated from their wives to prepare for Matantaira. So Mesha Rabbeinu Dashan as follows. That Hayoim Kemachar. Today should be like the tomorrow. Ma Macha, just like the day tomorrow, Laila Yimai. It's a 24-hour period, including the night as well. Afayim, so too this day, the day before, Laila Yimai. It should be a full 24-hour period. So the Abishta wants that we should prepare for two full days with two 24-hour periods. Now, Velaylo, the Ha'idna, Nafikle. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, well, the first day is not going to be a 24-hour period because it was already in the middle of the day, so the night before is already gone. So we can't consider that to be that full day. So therefore, Shema Minah, from this he understood that it's Treyoyme, the Ebishter wants another two days, Levar Meyedna, besides the first day when the Ebishter told him that they should separate and they should prepare for Matan So it came out to be two full days and another half a day, the first day. And Viskima Daitoy Ledasa Mokem, and we see that what he decided to do was like what Hashem wanted, as we see that the Shechina did not come down at Matan until Shabbos, which was after the third day. As Rashi here says, the Gemara in Shabbos tells us in the Sugi of Matan that they began the Prisha on Wednesday. So it was part of Wednesday, then the two full days of Thursday and Friday, and then the Shechina came down on Shabbos. As the Gemara there says, everybody agrees that the Shabbos nit 
Now going back to what we were speaking about before regarding the mitzvah of Piri of Iribia, the Machloikis of Beshame and Besillel, here the Gemara brings a Braise that brings another two versions of this Machloikis. So Tanya and one Braise we learned, Rab Nasan Rab Nasan said, Beshame opinion is, Shnei Zcharem Ushtei To fulfill Piri of Iribia, you have to give birth to two Zcharem and two Nekevis. Beisil will say, like we had it in our Mishnah, Zachar and Akeva, one Zachar and one Akeva. My time with the Rabnasan, so what's the source according to Rabnasan? According to Beishamai, why two Zacharim and two Nekevis? Because the Pasik says, that she gave birth, this is Chava, she gave birth to Hevel, and it says S, and similar. It says before, by Kain, it says S Kain. So therefore we learn out that the S comes to tell me, Hevel v'achaisai, she gave birth to Hevel and a sister, and Kain v'achaisai, and Kain also and a sister. So those were two Zucharim and two Nekevis. And then later, what happened after Hevel killed Kain? Uksiv, the Pasuk there says, Kishos li elikim zera acher tachas Hevel ki aroge Kain. The Ebesha gave me another son instead of Kain, which Hevel killed. So from this he learns out that the reason why it says instead of Kayin because it was coming to fill in what was lacking. Because the mitzvah is to have two Zucharim and two Nekevis and now one Zachar was killed. So from here I see that this is the shear of the mitzvah of Piri Viribya. Rabbanon and the Rabbanon that disagree with this source is they say that they know, she was just thanking the Eivishter for giving her back another son instead of Kain that was killed. But it's not a raya that you had, she needed to have this hashlame to fill in the place of Kain for the mitzvah. Tan Yedach and another b'raisa we learned another version of the Machlaikis. Rav Nassim, name Rav Nassim said, Beshameh say, Zachar and Akeva. Mitzvah of Piriviribya is a Zachar and Akeva. And Beshil will say, Oi Zachar, Oi Nekeva that you do the mitzvah with having one child, either a Zachar or a Nekeva. Amarav, so Rav said, my time with Rav Nasna libe de Beisilo. So what's the reason of Rav Nasna according to Beisilo? Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, Lo toyu bra l'sheves yitzara. Hashem did not create the world to be toyu, desolate, but l'sheves, it should be settled and it should be populated. So v'ha'avad l'sheves. Once he has one child, so he's adding to the population of the world that it should be settled. So therefore that is the definition and the fulfillment of the mitzvah. Itmar, we learned the following machlekes regarding the mitzvah of Piriviribya. A person had children when he was a guy, and then when his guy, he became a ger. So Rabbi Yechenen says about this, that Kiyim Piriviribya, with this, that he had children before, he fulfilled the mitzvah of Piriviribya. Rishlokish Omar, Rishlokish says, He has not yet fulfilled the mitzvah of Piriviribya that he had before he became a ger. So Rabbi Yechanan Amakim Piriviribye. So Rabbi Yechanan says he did fulfill the mitzvah of Piriviribye to Hahavale because he had children before and they count even now after he became a ger. Rish Lakish says, Loikim Piriviribye. He has not fulfilled the mitzvah of Piriviribye. Why not? Because Gershon is Gayer. Kekotten Shanailadami. When a ger becomes a ger, so he's like a child born again and therefore the children that he had before are not counted at all. This machleik is here between Rabbi Yechinen and Rishlokish. They follow their opinion that they said regarding this subject in another place. The Itmar. So we learn that Rabbi Yechinen and Rishlokish argued about this as follows. A person had children when he was a guy. And now when his guy, he became a ger. So Rabbi Yechinen says, 
if he has a child, a Bukhair, a son, after he became a Ger, he doesn't take a double portion like a Bukhair usually does because he already had children before. So this son born now is not a Bukhair. He already had children that were born before, which are called Reish Yisayna. That's the, that's the Bukhair that he had already before. Now after he became a Ger, so he does have uh, the din of Bukhair that applies for Nachla. Because Ger shen is Ger, kekotn shen Because once you become a Ger, it's like, a ch- like born again. So therefore the children from before do not count. And therefore now it's a new Bukhair. So now we have both of these arguments between Rabbi Yechon and Shlokish that are based on the same point. Do I go after the children that he had before Gerus and they're counted as well? Or do I say no, that it's Ger shen is Ger, kekotn shen and the Mepharshim clarify that the says Rabbi Yechenen also agrees to this concept of Gershon is Gaya, Kekotn Shonel Dami. It's brought in Shas many, many times. But the question is whether I apply it here regarding these two subjects of the mitzvah of Piriviribya and the, the, the din of Abukhair. Like Mar explains, it's necessary to repeat the Machlaikis in both of these cases regarding Piriviribya and regarding Bukhair. Because if we would only say, this argument by the case of Piriviribya, because by Hikam Rabbi Yechanan, I would say that maybe only there Rabbi Yechanan said that he already fulfilled the mitzvah of Piriviribya from before, because even from before, this is a fulfillment of, of Piriviribya, because he's populating the world, it's, it's, he's adding people to the world by having these children. So therefore, Rabbi Yechanan holds over there that it was Yetzir the mitzvah. Over here, when it comes to the halacha of Nachla, so a guy is not in the parsha of Nachla at all. A guy is not shaykh b'chlal to the whole inyan of Nachla. There's no yichus, no inheritance, so therefore, maybe over here I would say the fact that he had children before does not affect a b'chayr that's born later. So he would agree to Rish Lakish. So it has to say, no, that he still disagrees. And v'yit merbaha, in the reverse, the same thing. If it would only say the machlokes regarding the din of b'chayr l'nachla, so then I would say, v'ha kamer ishlokish. Over here, ishlokish is saying that a child born before does not count at all by nachla. Goy has nothing to do with nachla. Avo bahi, but when it comes to pirividibya, eime moidale l'rabyechenen. Maybe they agree to rabyechenen that the children you had before, and they could have children, so therefore it already added, you already fulfilled the mitzvah of pirividibya. Tzricha, that's why it says the Machlok is there as well, that Rishlokish disagrees there as well. Eis for Rabbi Yechen and Rishlokish, Rabbi Yechen and Ast Rishlokish. So how could you say that there's no Nachla and that there's no Yichus when it comes to a guy, and therefore the new child born, that's born will be a Bechayr? There's a Pasuk where it does, it does say the Yichus of a guy, that he has a Yichus after his father and so on. So he the Pasik says, Shalach Beradach Beladon, Beradach Beladon, Ben Beladon, Melach Bavel Gaimer. So the Pasik gives him the Yichus, Beladon, Ben Beladon. So we see that even by a guy there is a Yichus as well. So Amalei, so he answered him and said, Biyaisan Oivdikhovim Islu Chayis. Yeah, it's true that a guy, while he's a guy, there's a yichus of a guy to his father. But Nizgaido Leslu Chayis. But then after the Gaidos, so now they don't have any yichas to their father at all. Like we said before, the reason is because kekot n'shanay Similar, the Gemara says, uh, okay, so this is, yeah, this is the raya and the answer over here on the, to, on the shlokish. 
Everybody agrees when it comes to an Eved, an Eved Kanani, that he has no Yichus to his father. And we learned this from a Pasuk that it says by Eliezer, Avram tells them, Sit over here with the donkey. Why did he say this expression with the donkey? That an Eved is in this sense considered to be compared to the donkey. That just like a donkey, there's no yichus possible with that we say to, our, to, to the father. The same thing also with an Evet Kanani. So Meisvei, and this was the question was asked, but there's an Evet here, Ulit Tziva. Tziva was an Evet, as Rashi here brings, he was an Evet of Mipi Boishes, Chamisha Sabonim. He had 15 children, Vesrim Avadim, and he also had 20 servants. So the Pasik gives a yichus to his children. He had 20, 15 children. Ravacha Bayakiv says the term that he uses, Esabonim or Chamisha Esabonim, does not mean a yichus of children. Kipar ben Bakar. It's just like when the Torah says the animal that has to be brought for carbon and it uses the term par ben Bakar, the term ben does not mean that there's a yichus by the animals. So over here as well, the term bonim does not mean yichus. Yachi, so if so, so I should say before as well, when we brought the Pasuk of Biladan ben Biladan, why don't I say over there that Ben, the word Ben doesn't mean a Yichus at all. So the Gemara answers, no. Shani Asam diachsinu bishmayu ubishma davuin. Over here, by Biladan ben Biladan, because it says the Yichus with the name, it says his name and the father's name, so over here there is a Yichus. But over here, when it just says Chamisha Sabonim, and it doesn't say their names, so then over there we could say that it's similar to Par Ben Bakar, and it doesn't show any Yichas at all. And Vahachalim Bifarish over here doesn't say their names. Vibayseme, another answer the Gemara says, we find by Goyim that Yachsinu Beduchta Achrite, there's another place where it says a Yichas by a Goy, and it says actually the Yichas Bavuain, the Yichas to the father, Uba and also by the father's father, to the grandfather. The Chsev, there's a Pasik where it says, Vayishlach Hamelach Asa, El ben Adad ben Tavrimoin ben Chizoyin. Melech Aram Hayeshe b'Damesek. So because it says ben Adad ben Tavrimoin ben Chizoyin, so from this we see that there's a yichus by a guy because it's going even further to the father's father. So that can't be like Par ben Bakar. Lamer, because this is part of the pasuk. Okay, the Gemara now brings another machlokes regarding the mitzvah of Piriviribya. Itma, we learned this machlokes. Hayulay banim. So if a person had children or meisel and he passed away. Ravuna Omar Kiyem Piriviribya. Ravuna says, even though they passed away, he fulfilled the mitzvah of Piriviribya. Rav Yechenen Omar, Rav Yechenen says, he did not fulfill the mitzvah of Piriviribya because they passed away. Ravuna Omar Kiyem, Ravuna says that he fulfilled the mitzvah because of this that Ravasi says. Ravasi, Ravasi said, Eim ben David Ba, Mashiach does not come, at sheyichlu kol neshamis shebeguf, until all of the neshamis that are stored, lamaila, Rashi says there's an oitzer that had that's called Gof until the neshamis that are there in that oitzer, in that treasure storehouse, treasure, treasure house, and they have to come down into, the, into this world until those neshamis don't all come down into this world. Mashiach doesn't come. Shenema kiruach malafanai yatov. The spirit that comes out from me, yatov, is being delayed. The word yatov means that it's delayed, that the neshamis did not yet all come down into the world. And that's a pasuk that's talking about Mashiach. So that's the main purpose of, of having children. Piriviribya is to bring down the neshama to the world. If he passes away afterwards, so then the mitzvah is already fulfilled. There's an interesting Taisa Sishanim here. The Taisa Sishanim says 
that if so, then how could, how could the Gemara say in Shabbos that if Yidin, if Yisrael would keep Shtei Shabbosos, immediately Mashiach would come. But if the Neshamas Shebegof did not yet finish coming down into the world, how could Mashiach come? So he answers that then what would happen is the mothers would give birth six at once, Shisha Bekeres like it was in Mitzrayim, and they would very quickly finish bringing down all the Neshamas and Mashiach would come right away. Rabbi Yechenin Omar, Rabbi Yechenin says, Loiki in Piriviribye, that if a child, the children died, so then you're not Mekai in Piriviribye, Lusheves Yitzara Bina. The mitzvah of Piriviribye has to be in a way that you're settling the world, and Vaaleke, if they now passed away, so it's not settling the world. Meisvei, the Gemara asks a question. It says that Bnei Bonim, the Braise says, Bnei Bonim, Arehein Kebonim. That grandchildren are considered to be just like children. So what this, what it's Gemara understood now, what this Braise is saying is that if a person had children and they passed away, but he has grandchildren that were born from those children that passed away. So over here I see that Tarein Kabanim and he fulfilled the mitzvah of Piriviribya. So over here I see that why did he fulfill the mitzvah of Piriviribya? Because there are grandchildren. But if there were no grandchildren, then he did not fulfill the mitzvah of Piriviribya. So the main point is the, the fact that there has to be Lashavis Yitzara, that there has to be a, a descendant from him that's settling the world. Not like what Rav Huna said, that the main point is just to bring the Nishamas down into the world. Says the Gemara, no, the Pshad over there is different. Kitanya Ahi, when it says over there that you can count grandchildren for this mitzvah, that's Lahashla. That's only to be mashlim if only one of the children died. Meaning if the mitzvah is to have a Zohar and a Nekeva, so if one of them died, if Nekeva, let's say, died, and that Nekeva has a son, so then she could be mashlim the mitzvah, even though the Nekeva died. If both, however, died, to rely on the grandchildren, you can't rely on the grandchildren. So over there, it's only talking about lahashlim. But if he already had a Zohar and a Nekeva before, and even if they both died, so without, without any children, he fulfilled the mitzvah of Piriviribya. Okay, let me clarify what I just said. The pshat was not exactly correct. So Rashi here explains, Lahashla means that he had one son. And then that son gave a birth to a daughter. So then that daughter will be mashlim the mitzvah of Piriviribye, because he only had one son. That's what this Braissa meant when it said, B'nai Bonim. But if he did have a son and a daughter from before, then even if they both died, like Rav Huna said, we could still say that uh, the mitzvah of Piriviribye was fulfilled. Amazed for the Gemara asks son of Huna's opinion, and here there's a clear Braissa, not like what he said. So the first thing the Braissa says, like we just quoted, that grandchildren are like children. And then the Braissa says, If one of them dies, the or it turns out that this child is a sris, he can't give birth to any children, he did not fulfill the mitzvah of Piriviribya. So the Braissa clearly says, not like Ravuna, if the child dies, he didn't fulfill the mitzvah. This refutes what Ravuna said. This remains a refutation on Ravuna's opinion. So now the Gemara is going to focus on this statement here of the Braise regarding the grandchildren that you fulfill the mitzvah with grandchildren just like with children. So Abaya thought to say that when does this apply? This is if there is a son's son or brata lebrata or if it's your daughter's daughter. And the Kalshikane Bra Librata. And definitely if it's your daughter's son, also that counts to, for, for the mitzvah of Piriviribya. Avobrata Libra Loi. But a daughter of a son will not count. So the Gemara understands that, the, that there's a certain advantage in having 
a son more than a daughter. So if it's a, a son of a daughter, or again, if it's a daughter of a son, then loy, then we will not apply this rule of using the grandchildren for the mitzvah of Piri Viribia. So Rav says to Abaye, no, l'sheves, the point here is that the mitzvah Piribiribia is in order to settle the world, to bring people into the world. And there is, so even a daughter of a son will also be the fulfillment of Piribiribia. Now the Gemara now says about this, the Kula Al-Mimiyas, but it seems that everybody would agree that today, Mechad Loi, that if you have two grandchildren from, from, one, from one of them, so then you will not fulfill the mitzvah of Periviribya. So two, two from one is not going to be good. Why not? The, uh, so the Gemara asks on this, and the, the, but you can't rely on two children that are born from one. But Veloy, is that not going to be enough of a fulfillment of Periviribya? Vahamri le Rabbonon le Rav But we know that what happened is Rabbonon, they the Rabbonon said to Rav Sheishes. Nosevitze. You should get married to a wife and violate Bani and you should give birth to children. For the, you should do the mitzvah of Piriviribia. Vamalahu and he responded to them and said, Bnei Brati, that, that he said that the, the children of my daughter is a Bani Nino. That's already children. So I fulfilled the mitzvah through the children of my daughter. So we see that even the children that he had from one daughter is already the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Piriviribia. Says the Gemara, no, you can't rely on this answer that Avshesh said, because Hasam the Khuyekamatlohu, Avsheshis was just pushing them off when he was giving them this answer. It wasn't a real answer because the Avsheshis Iaker, Avsheshis himself became a Akar, meaning he couldn't have any children. And this happened because of the long shear that he was by from his Rebbe Ravhuna. Ravhuna used to give a very long shear. And he, he, he was holding himself back of using the bathroom and he was sitting on a shear for a very, very long time. And because of this, he became awkward. It, it, he wasn't able to give birth to children. So therefore, his answer that he gave wasn't really relevant. So you can't bring a rai from that answer. So he said to him, From where do I know this? That Rabbanan said, That grandchildren are like children. So Rashi here explains, as we'll see right away from the continuation of the Gemara, that the Gemara is really asking that, regarding the sons that are born from a daughter. How do you know that that also is included in B'nai Banan? If it's literally a grandson, your son's son, that's, uh, that, that, that was obvious to the Gemara. But the Gemara wants to know regarding the children of a daughter. So if you're going to say that Ayah is because the Pasuk says by Lavan that he told Yaakov, your wives, my daughters, these, these girls here, they're my daughters, and the children are my sons as well. So what did he mean when he said the children are my sons? He was referring to the Shvatim, to Reuven, Shem, and Levi that were born, which was Lavan's daughter's sons. So we, here we see that the, the, the sons born from his daughters are his sons. Says the Gemara, there's no Raya from here. Because Elam so when he says, and these sheep are my sheep, you're going to say the same thing, that this expression refers to the fact that there's a yichos to him. We're not talking about the yichos like there is by children. Ella, what he means to say is, he was telling Yaakov, everything you got, you got from me, you acquired from me. So over here as well, when he said, what he meant to say is the konis minai. That these daughters and these sons, you all got from me, but not that they are actually considered to be like his children. So there's no raya from here. El the Gemara says, Mehocha. The raya is from here. Pasik says, Va'acher ba Chetzrein al Bas Machir. Chetzrein got married to the daughter of Machir, Avi Gilad. 
and Vatelad Loyasagov. So okay, so Khatsun got married to Machir. And Uksiv, Mini Machir, Yardum Machikakim. From Machir came children that were Machikakim, that were judges by the Yidin. Uksiv, the Pasik also says, Yehuda Machikaki, that the Machikakim by the Yidin, those that were judges in that time, so they came from Shevet Yehuda. So the question is, did they come from Yehuda or did they come from Machir? So this Chetzrain was the son-in-law of Macher. Macher came from Shevet Menashe. And Chetzrain himself was from Shevet Yehuda. So when it says that from Yehuda came the Mechaikakim, that's because Chetzrain. Chetzrain was from Shevet Yehuda. But because he was the son-in-law of Macher, therefore the Pasik says that the children that were born now from this marriage, from the daughters of Machir, are considered to be a yichus also to Machir. And therefore it says that from the children of Machir came the Mechaikikim. So from here I see that the sons of a person's daughter have a yichus to him as well, that B'nai Bonam Arem Kabonam applies to that as well. Our Mishnah does not follow Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Tanya, because we learned Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, If a person got married to his wife when he was younger, so then he should also be married to a wife even later in his age, later when he's older. And similar, if he had children when he was younger, he should still have more children when he's older. Shanama, the Pasik says, in the morning, you, so you plant your seeds, you have children. But then in the evening, you should not let go and should have more children. So the Gemara explains, based on the, the continuation of the Pasik there, that you don't know which one of the children that you'll have will be good children from the ones that were born before or now. So therefore, a person should always have more children. Or both together will be good. Rabbi Kiva, I'm Rabbi Kiva, dashes this pasuk differently. You learn Taita in your youth. You should continue and Yilmet Taita b'ziknusay. You should also learn Taita when you're old. So Mefarshim say this doesn't literally mean that a person should continue learning. He has a mitzvah to learn Taita every day. But it means regarding a certain subject that a person once learned when he was young and he doesn't want to learn it again at a later time, you should repeat and learn it again also when he's old. If a person had students that he taught in his youth, should continue and also have students that he teaches in his older age. From this passage we learn out and it refers to this, to the learning Taira and also to teaching students Taira. So Amru said regarding Rabbi Kiva, which darts in this passage here, regarding having students, that Rabbi Kiva had 12,000 pairs of students, in other words 24,000 students. Migvas Adantifris, and they, they, they extended in, in Eretz Yisrael from this place Gvas until Antifris. The Kulan Meisu Beperek Echad, and they all died in one time period. Because they did not act honorably, they didn't give the proper honor to one another. The Hoya Ilum Shomim, and the entire world was desolate after this happened. So, this Gemara is a very difficult Gemara to understand. How could it be that so many Talmidim, 24,000 Talmidim, all died in one period? And they were not Noye, Kovet, Zeb, Zeb. Were they really Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva? Isn't Rabbi Kiva the one that said, How could they be Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva if they were not Noye, Kovet, Zeb, Zeb? So the Rebbe explained the Pshat in this Gemara is 
Because there were students of Rabbi Kiva, which said, So they had such a concern for their friend that he should serve Hashem in the right way. And each one was makabal from their teacher, Rabbi Kiva, and their understanding and their approach of how to serve Hashem. So out of the concern for their friend, they weren't happy with keeping their approach to themselves, but they were trying also to influence their friend in this way. And when they saw that their friend has a different approach, so therefore it sort of bothered them. They couldn't give the 100% covered on their level necessary because each one was trying to influence the other in their understanding of what the right way to serve Hashem is. That's what Lainaga covered Zelazah means. It doesn't mean literally that they were not nice to one another. And then the fact that they all died in this one time period, the Rebbe says that this was actually a result of an Ayin Hara. And the Rebbe brings another Yerushalmi where you see a similar expression, and there the Yerushalmi clearly says that it was a Ayin Hara. Here as well, when it got to this big number of 24, so because they weren't Noyek Kavit so that opened up this Ayin Hara to be able to affect them, and that's why they all died in the same time period. Then what happened? The whole world was desolate, didn't have all these Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva came to our teachers that were in the Dharam in Yisrael. And Vishanulam and he taught them Taira. Rab Meyer, Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda, Rab Yaisi, Rab Shimon, Rabalaza ben Shamua. And then the Haim Haim Hamidl Taira Isisha. They are the ones that brought back Taira in that time period. And Tana, regarding the story here, we learned Kula Mesu mi Pesach They all passed away in the time period between Pesach and Shavuos. There are various opinions in Paiskim regarding exactly when they passed away. Is it Tilak Baimer or including after Lak Baimer? There's a few opinions about this, and that's why in Shulchan Aruch the Rebbe brings this, I think in Simon Tov Tzadik Dalet, he brings the different opinions regarding when you should be naig a certain level of Avelos in this time period because of this incident. Kula Meso Misera. They all passed away, a very difficult death. Mahi, what is this? Amrav Nachman Askhara. This is the Askhara, which is in the throat, where a person has gets sick and he can't breathe, and that's what called but it's something in the, the garden, as she says, in the throat that a person passes away. Saktigumare Amrav Masner of Masna said, Halachikara Bishua. We paskin like Rabbi Shua before that said that even after a person has children, he should still have more children later in his older age. A person that's not married to a wife, so he's living without joy and without a blessing and without that goodness. Without joy, that the joy is you and your house, which is the wife. The bracha rests and comes in your house. And without the goodness, it's not good for a person to be alone. They would say, He's also without Taira and also without the protection of a wall. Without a wife, he doesn't have Taira. If I don't have the help for me, and as Rasi refers to the wife, there is a connect. So then the help is taken away from me. So Rashi says very practically, if he doesn't have a wife to take care of things for him, so he has to take care of things himself, and he doesn't have time to learn. Without the protection of a wall, what does this mean? Pasuk says, and the keve surrounds a man to protect him once he's married, so therefore he has his wife and he doesn't do any other things that are not right. Rava Barula, Omar Rava Barula says, also Belay Shalom, he's without peace. Tichsev, Yedaito, you should know, Yishalom, Ahalecha, there's peace in your tent, which means your wife, Upakadat, Anovcha, and you can be together with your wife, Belay Sechta, and you won't sin. 
person that knows that his wife is God fearing and he doesn't he doesn't go and be together with her he's considered to be a sinner Shanama the Pasik says that this peace in your tent and then you should be with your wife so this is a Rashi over here says that this refers to the times when a person is obligated to be with his wife and the Mepharshim say that this is an obligation by any wife, but nevertheless, it could be this refers even for a person that's older and it's difficult for him. A person is obligated to be paiked his wife, Rashi says, to be together with her. Others say it just means to appease her before he leaves, before he goes out on his way. That you know, you should see that there's peace in your house. To, to be with your wife before you leave. Is that learned from this Pasik? But we learn it from another Pasik where it says, Well, the Abisha says that for the woman that her desire will be for her husband, to be with her husband, and the Lama this teaches us that a woman has a desire to be with her husband when he's going out on the way. Rav Yosef, so Rav Yosef says, no, we need a second pasuk. This means even near by the time when a woman usually knows that her period, she'll see blood and therefore she'll become a nida, and then she's not allowed to be with her husband. So we have this pasuk over here to say that still, if he's going out on the way, he is allowed to be with her. Or according to other opinions, where this this oina, this vest is a ism and so then he has to just appease her. The kama, and what's that time period? Amarava oina. It's one time period, either the, the, uh, a 12 hour period of a night or a day, that's the vest. This whole halacha we're speaking about over here, that a person should be piked his wife before he goes out on his way, if he's going out on his way for any permissible thing. But if he's going out traveling for the purpose of a mitzvah, then mitridi, he's preoccupied with that and therefore he doesn't have this obligation. We learned a person that loves his wife as much as himself, as his own body. And he gives his wife honor even more than his own body. And Rashi says, because a, a, a woman gets hurt if you offend her even very quickly, and therefore a person has to be more careful even than with himself. And a person that educates his children, his daughters and sons to go on the right straight path. And a person that marries off his children in the time when they have to get married. All of regarding him, the Pasik says, that you shall know you'll have peace in your tent. A person that loves his neighbors, and he's close to his relatives. And says, a person that marries his uh, sister's daughter which is a niece, which is you're allowed to marry. And Rashi says, because a person has a close relationship with his sister, so more, even more than a, the relationship that there is between two brothers. And therefore, because of this, he's able to now marry, to, he's able to marry the daughter of his sister and he'll, he'll really be able to love his wife because of the fact that it's his sister's daughter. And a person, a person that lends money to a poor person in the time when, he's, when he needs. All of Akasavaime regarding him, the Pasik says, Oz Tikrov Hashem Yana 
that Hashem Yana Teshaveya, yeah, that you'll call out to the Ebishter and the Ebishter will answer your cry. And Vayoyim Eineni, the Ebishter will say, I'm here. So Rashi says, before that in the Pasuk it says, Kisira os Arum Vikisisa. You see a poor person, you should give him clothing. So that's lending the money to a poor person when he needs it. And then the Pasuk there says, Don't look away from your own flesh. So this refers to the people that are close to you, your neighbors and your cousins, and also including being close by getting married to his sister's daughter.